0: Put on your big Hollywood sunglasses and light the torch, because it's cellar time. Welcome to the Crack Cellar, as the prophecy was once foretold. I'm Two-Spirit Penguin Daniel.
1: And I... I am the ruler of all casting Broad Nickel
0: Uh Nickel the third Broadest of them all How are you this fine evening I haven't seen you in a while
1: I'm drinking scotch cocaine
0: (laughs) You're a liar (laughs) (laughs) Lies
1: Lies Pure 100% Scottish cocaine
0: (laughs) Well, uh, it's that time of the year, broadcaster. It is now 2023, and uh, we have a awards show to settle. What is the best and what is the worst? And we also have a, a new ranking system, once again designed by the broadcaster. Would you like to tell the audience about your bewildered creation?
1: Well, first of all, I think I make the best ranking systems the best hands True. down people tell me wow you make the best ranking
0: systems <laughs> tremendous
1: <laughs> you know it's a uh, proprietary technology i can't really go into the creative process too much but um, it's Satan themed mm. and uh the and...
0: patented lucifer rating system
1: i may have uh you know just imdb bead <laughs> the most well-known satans <laughs> maybe not who knows the Real question: <laughs> is, will you forget
0: your own <laughs> ranking system again like you did with the nick cage system several times most definitely most definitely
1: <laughs> i mean i never look at it again i make it and then it goes into the
0: fucking annals of time dude <laughs> the true crack seller tradition uh so 2022 uh it was a weird year. I was looking, you know, in preparation for this episode, I was looking through all of what we did in 2022, and it was really weak early on. I don't know if you noticed yeah. it when you look back, but, like, the first half of the year, it was just a bunch Well, everything of was delayed. Wrap.
1: Everything, we were, like, waiting on all the delayed shit from 2021.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's, that's pretty
1: much true. what it was.
0: Yeah. a lot of weak At least stuff. that's what
1: I feel like it was. Yeah. <laughs> the simulation is telling me that was what was wrong
0: it was quite a bounce back at the end of the year though we gave out a lot of s ranks towards the like the final third of the year so yeah' that interesting
1: top G got arrested we started giving out s ranks
0: <laughs> and what uh what the fuck, dude black Adam has already been demoted out of the d <laughs> c cool.
1: ah. what a legendary collapse. I think we should just make a side uh category here of legendary collapses and that is the Black Adam DC takeover. <laughs> Very short-lived.
0: Oh man. It's uh... the
1: drama on the internet about that shit is so funny too. They're like pitting The Rock and Henry Cavill against each other like The Rock used Henry Cavill to get the, the Black Adam movie uh what's the, what am i thinking of to get a uh, m- you know more people in the box office or whatever i just imagine fucking black adam or it's uh, calling him black adam now <laughs> the Dwayne rocks the manager <laughs> Dwayne, yeah Dwayne black adam johnson uh he's just like convincing henry cavill to do a dc cameo just so he can fuck him <laughs> you know it's just, like yes it was all planned dude the rock's master dc plan to get henry cavill to do a five second cameo so everything can be perfect
0: (laughs) yeah yeah the rock the whole rock thing i feel like it's the first shot across the bow for the comic book movies becoming political not like as in like political like captain marvel type political but like (laughs) actual like war between different fan it's almost like game of thrones now the way that the politics are working with comics because there's such fractured fan bases it's like it's not only just mcu versus dcu there's like four factions of the mc fans there's like the people that like the early stuff. There's people that like all the stuff. There's people that like the new stuff more. There's people that. No,
1: wait a minute. What? Those are those those people exist.
0: Oh, yeah, dude. There's so many factions. And then like the DC is the exact same. The DCU is even worse. Like you have literal civil war in the DCU. they half the fan base loves Snyder and the Snyderverse. And the other half hates it. Like it's the plague. And then within those two groups, there's also, you know, splintered factions and it's crazy. Well, like if you would have told me this shit when I was a kid, that not only would there be like these fucking billion dollar cinematic universes for comic books, but they would be like it, like civil war with each other, like politically, like fucking um, the Senate and fucking the Clone Wars and fucking Star Wars prequels, like that level of political kind of shit going down between the fan bases I wouldn't I would think that you were so full of shit. Like I wouldn't even believe it zero point one percent. I wouldn't have even given it that high of a chance of being true. If you asked me that, like 1997, 1995.
1: Yeah, that's because no one used to give a fuck about comics <coughs> and comic related art <laughs> or shows. Like yeah. remember when Batman was the only sell Batman and Superman were the only sellable shows?
0: Mm-hmm and they were really sellable. Like you got yeah. movies, you got cartoons, you And got if you
1: tried TV. to vary from that at all, they were just bombs. Like that's why the the like the 90s uh Warner Bros uh Batman animated series was so long. Mm-hmm. That that series laid the groundwork for like the uh, the Flash, Teen Titans, you Know stuff like that, and the shit really didn't exist before that. I mean, you had um, uh, Superman, Batman, and what was before that? Like, what give me a superhero show that was before that that was huge and successful?
0: Um, well, I'm th- I,
1: I know there's one, but I can't, I'm not thinking of it right which, now. Like, what,
0: because what, like, before what, Batman, the animated series, um. I mean, there wasn't too much other than Superman and Batman at that point. There was hmm, no Spawn was after. Yeah. Um, there was the X Men cartoon. Yeah, the X Men cartoon. Biggest. Okay.
1: Yeah. But then there was. So also, that was. Uh, those are two different networks, though, right? There was Punisher, so that was Fox. Too. There was a Punisher. X Men.
0: Was wasn't huge though.
1: That yeah, that's true. That was that was a long. That was in the '80s, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, but I'm talking about I'm talking about animated series. Like as far as like the comic, the true comic medium goes, right? It's just like the the whole thing was unsellable. Like ni- like 99 of it was unsellable for the longest time. It was very niche characters and groups that sold X Men, Batman, Superman, and then the only way you could sell the other adjacent characters is if you put them in their series. Right now. Now they make a show separate for everybody,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: it, I mean by nature it's gonna like make these camps. You know, it's just by nature because you with like with comics, you know, like you're gonna have a Flash comic. The next Flash comic series to come out is gonna be written and the art is gonna be done by completely different people, right? So you actually legitimately actually like that Flash series and hate the previous one for good reasons, you know, because it's just your cup of tea. They're like the the MC like the the what's the what am I trying to say the um the cinematic versions of these art forms are now becoming complex enough and they have enough uh in their porf- portfolio or their their templates to have this diversity of camps now I think we're just reaching like the natural progression you know yeah Because I've I've seen this in comics for a long time there's always been like you know purists like the Frank Miller crowds for for Batman, you know, they think Frank Miller did the the best Batman's and everybody else's Batman's are pussies. You know, um, there's the, uh, something coats. I forget his name, but he, he made one good black Panther fucking comic. And then they were like, Oh my God, you're the best. Now you're going to make black Panther for now on. And he ended up making it like super woke and black power. Like he's the, he's the guy that turned, or is it a girl? I forget. I forget if it's a guy or a girl, but, uh, they're responsible for like turning black panther into like you know what you think of him now mm-hmm. you know wakanda forever <laughs> no. but you know so my point being is it's like we're at that point where enough people's hands are in the pot where it by nature there's just going to be so many different camps
0: yeah it's we're I, th- I think it was a like you I was talking to about this before where I was, yeah because I was telling you about a, a new show that we're going to be reviewing next episode called Tulsa King. And yeah, I, I was telling you about it one it's of written the by things. the Sopranos guys. Yes, <laughs> one of the things I was telling you about that was so good that you don't really think about, but this the first season of this show was written by the same guy, the original writers of the Sopranos, every single episode, and it made me think. Yeah, a lot of the best shows are written by the same people either all or most of the episodes. And the worst shows have a different writer for every single episode.
1: Yeah. Fractured vision.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think there's a meta level of that mm-hmm. with comic book shit right now. Like what we we're just talking about. There's yeah, Snyder, for sure. there's Joss Whedon, there's now James Gunn, and then James Gunn's also with Marvel, and then you have yeah. all these other Marvel yeah but, and, like, but it's, it's
1: but but the but the inception is a real because you're talking about it just on the cinematic level it's fractured but it's been like i said earlier it was fractured on the the source material level long before that so oh, like you're just like it's a compounding thing
0: reality imitating art
1: yeah it really is like it truly is like i the like what we're talking about right now were the same things being d- discussed in this early 70s and 80s about superman changing you know they're like going from the silver age to the golden age of comics you know people were like oh you know you had like boomers parents being like that's not my superman <laughs> you know <laughs> like <laughs> so it it goes full circle for sure <laughs>
0: Yeah, I remember someone telling me that Christopher Reeves was a pussy when I was like seven. Yeah, see? Exactly. Exactly. And I was like, (laughs) dude, this fucking old guy just calls Superman a pussy. What the fuck?
1: Yeah, dude, he must must have saw him sucking dick at a truck stop or something, dude. (laughs) Like, like, what what was that? Yeah, yeah,
0: no doubt. Uh, One of the other things I noticed about 2022 is that we only reviewed one game. And zero animes.
1: Well, see, Maiden Abyss didn't finish. No. So <laughs> Well, actually, it did finish
0: right at the end of the year. We, so That's on them. We could have barely <laughs> squeaked it in. I
1: think. But, yeah. Maiden Abyss exclusive review channel.
0: <laughs> yeah, then Attack on Titan, we thought we were going to review. But then they held back the other half of the season. Or is it a half? Is it a quarter? Is it just one movie? I'm not really sure. But
1: I think it was just... One extra long episode, wasn't it? It's like an hour. Still (laughs) not out yet,
0: but when it does come out, we'll finally review that one thing, and then the other shit we watched two years ago. Now,
1: Uh, so funny to think about. I've known about this ending for years. Yeah, of my life. <laughs>
0: that is funny. And we're going to talk about that in the review. That's going to be my main focus honestly. You, like cuz you read the shit so long ago now, then you started re- watching the anime so long ago, and you've waited like 3 years between each season. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's got to be super This funny. is the main reason why I got out
1: of anime because I'm just I'm tired of waiting indefinite amounts uh-huh. of time.
0: <laughs> and speaking of that, we are speaking of waiting indefinite amount of times for animes you think you'll never get Bleach is back. And we are definitely reviewing that in 2023.
1: Yeah, I'm really disappointed that uh, he, uh it's not. Um, I saw a little bit of it already, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I got to be honest, I thought he was I thought it was going to go with the OVA treatment. I thought he was super disappointed with how the last the last season turned out and all that. And I thought he was going to make an OVA something true to the manga, you know, and from what stormy was watching it and from what i saw it had a lot of the bullshit filler in it and a lot of just the lame ass oh boy scenes of dialogue and stuff and i just i only saw like 30 45 seconds of it but the what i saw i was like man out of all the things that they could have cut this should have been top on the list (laughs) so i was yeah the worst 40 (laughs) seconds of the season
0: (laughs) by happenstance let's hope that's what happened yeah but uh all right, but yeah, the the games thing really got me too. Like, how the hell did we only review one game?
1: Well, I got tons of games. Yeah. I mean, we could have done we could have done Metroid Droid. We never did Sekiro. I mean, we really missed that one too.
0: Uh, yeah, well, Sekiro's pretty old now. That I think that would have been the season before, right? <laughs>
1: yeah, for sure. We we but, could have done. Uh, Shin Megami Tensei Five. if we decided to do... Well, I guess it got ported to the Switch. I guess It's been out for a while, hasn't it?
0: No, no, no. It was originally on the Switch.
1: Okay, so that wasn't launched. Okay, we yeah. could have yeah. tried that one. We could have tried...
0: Uh... Yeah, I'd like to like review like one game a quarter. I feel like we could get four in a year. Yeah. I think we did four our first year. I think. Maybe three. Plus, at least
1: three. what else? Missed Callisto Protocol 2. We missed, yeah, that, uh, I think even
0: if we did that, that probably would have slipped into 2023 anyway.
1: It's so short, it literally is 10 hours long. It's probably one of the shortest games I've played. Uh, what else did we miss? Halo Infinite. <laughs> <laughs> uh.
0: <laughs> And on that note, broadcaster, <clears> throat> throat> it is the 2022 <laughs> Crack Seller Awards. And we have some awards to give out. First, the surprise of the year broadcaster. First. This is the thing. First. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm gonna take a <laughs> moment of silence for Halo Infinite. <laughs> Raise the banner, hit the pen, burr burner. <laughs> Marty O'Donnell, please play us a song. Cut in the Marty O'Donnell, please. Can we get that in the editing team? (laughs) He's Wait, what do you mean too soon? He's still alive. (laughs) Marty O'Donnell's not dead, is he?
0: (laughs) Surprise of the year, broadcaster. This is the thing that you thought was going to suck that we reviewed, and it ended up being a lot better than you expected. What do you got? Well
1: oh, I'll hold my breath in one second. Oh.
0: <laughs> take your time.
1: This is a good pod if I'm being real honest and and this might be like surprising for some people because they're such huge fans of the i p but House of the dragon it was the biggest surprise of the year for me. Because I really went into that series pessimistic as hell. When I first heard about it, I was just like, was so bummed by the ending of Game of Thrones. And then I think it was you that told me it's based on fan fiction.
0: Partially. It's based it, on yeah, fan it's, fiction interpreted...
1: Nonetheless, Official it's like place. a fucking it's like a manor built on a fucking dust hill in California, dude. It's on flimsy foundation. And as soon as you told me that, I was just like, uh, and then the first episode aired and everyone was like, uh, it's kind of talky. Not a lot of dragons. And I was just like, all right, I'm out. And then everyone started talking about the second episode. And that's when I got in. Mm. And it was and it was dude. Yeah. House of Dragons was dope.
0: It was. Yeah.
1: In fact, one could say that it's the surprising return to form.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, the the fucking Game of Thrones dudes were nowhere near it. Like
1: D.B. Weiss. Yeah. And
0: yes, exactly. Those guys are excommunicate. Who's the other uh, guy? Say his name. Say his name. I honestly forget the other
1: guys. Name. Can't just fucking, we can't just dox DB and fucking <laughs> not do the other dude. It's all dude. DB. It's all DB. It's
0: <laughs> no, I agree with you though, a little bit. He, I I would say that's in, in my top five, at least, probably top three. Um, I It was, was on,
1: it, it, whether it was between House of Dragon and Cobra Kai for me, to be mm-hmm. honest. Because I actually, when we watched season five, I was watching like the whole thing. You know, like I hadn't watched, I think I watched season one and and a half of season two. And then I had to do three and four to get to five. And I was just like, wow. (laughs) 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 It was like, it was like reading a really good book. You're just like, wow.
0: (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Uh, The main thing about House of the Dragon that made me think it was going to suck is they release promotional still images really early on of the main cast like overlooking a cliff in Ireland or some shit I remember that and yes it was so goddamn cringe it was the well, they were promo pic I've ever seen I thought they it was going to be so bad based on that
1: picture they were well they weren't bad they were like a uh, they reminded me of glamour photos mm-hmm like so when Spanish like soap
0: opera or something like yeah that.
1: like it's just like if your daughter want it like was super nerdy into fantasy and she was like in high school or whatever and she wanted glamour photos and instead of like you know because like some girls are like into motorcycles some girls are like cow cowgirls so they get glamour cowgirl you know all you know that shit mm-hmm. but it's like that but with fantasy that's when i saw it i was like this is fucking whack Yes, <laughs> it's, it's cringe as fuck
0: definitely uh, But my actual surprise of the year is Chippendale Rescue Rangers, and it's not because I didn't think there was great potential for it to be good, and it ended up being really good, but I was just convinced they were going to fucking woke bomb it. Like, they woke-bomb everything. Like, if you look... Like, look at the track record of rebooting shit like Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Look at the Scooby-Doo one they just did a few weeks ago. Like, look at everything that's been coming out, ruining stuff from the 80s. Like, it felt like a 99% chance they were going to do that to Chippendale too. And by, like, the grace of Zeus, somehow it dodged the sword.
1: It is interesting. It makes you wonder if, like, the IP is owned by somebody else or something. Well, no, because it had Sonic and shit in it, so it had to, like... Yeah, it's really weird. It's like it flew under the radar.
0: It did. I I didn't even find out about it till like, a week before it came out. I was like, where in the fuck did this come from? Like, literally, I'd never heard of it, and it's like, oh, coming out next week. Maybe that's how it evaded the, the woke bomb. Maybe, like, it just was developed in pure silence so no producer from above could come down and say, you have to add something about drag queen story time or something. You know
1: what I mean? Drag <laughs> queen story time.
0: <laughs> Nothing. Like, just maybe they developed it in stealth. Maybe that's really what it was. I don't know, though. Either way, it shocked me. I I was fucking. dude. Like, it
1: came it out scared. of nowhere like a cloaked Metal Gear, dude. It, was oh, fun. Yeah. it truly did.
0: It did. Uh, that being said, Broadcaster, uh we also have the disappointment of the year, which is the thing that you went into thinking was going to be good, <laughs> ended up just fucking noping. Yeah, you know, just noping the fuck out of it. What What was that for you?
1: I got a one point five answer. <laughs> First, and foremost, Moon Knight. <clears throat> Moon Knight mm-hmm. is the biggest disappointment of the year. Just flat out, they got the the character almost utterly wrong. The storyline is just it's all over the place. It had like, he had to, it's a moon Knight premiere series, but he had to share it with his superhero, super girl, girlfriend, or whatever you want to super friend. I don't even know if it's his girlfriend. They never fuck, (laughs) but nonetheless, it's like half her series, like three episodes in, which I didn't really understand. The main villain, while is a co- an actual comic book villain, doesn't show up for quite some time. So, like, they don't really... Sh- they don't set up, like, what makes Moon Knight cool at all in the series. At all. Like, Moon Knight's just a street vigilante where he goes around like Batman, defending the streets, right? And he's crazy and talks to himself and sometimes fights himself. it's it's a it's just it's a funny comic series and like he's known for like fighting some of the more uh uh what what do you call it um uh like bram stoker like type monsters like werewolves and vampires and stuff like that he's like the main guy that usually killed those he would like run into blade and stuff like that
0: makes sense being said in europe
1: yeah, and so it like they didn't get Europe any of that. Too, right? Say what?
0: It is set up in Europe in the comics, too, right?
1: No. Oh. No, I
0: think there's uh,
1: Mark Spector, Jake Lockley, and Stephen Grant. Stephen Grant, I don't know who, I think Mark Spector is the real one. Yeah, Mark Spector is the real one. He's the mercenary that died in the desert, and he's American, I'm pretty sure. He's, and he's also rich. He's right. a rich, he's a rich Jewish guy. Well, wait, so is America, the Moon
0: Knight uh, TV show based on any comic arc, or is it totally made up?
1: It's loosely based on, like I said, like it's loosely based on the beginning arc where he dies in the desert. He's set up and loses, and then you know gets goes to the Conchu statue and
0: and so begs that, for
1: life. That's it, like
0: it's, so it's kind
1: like, of based on a, the the comic story
0: is that beginning arc set in Europe the same way?
1: No, it's not in Europe. I don't think it's in Europe.
0: I think it's in Africa. So all that bullshit with Steven in London or wherever the fuck that was, that was not, that was not canon. No. Okay. No, I don't know. I don't read Moon Knight. So I was curious.
1: (laughs) In fact, it's way, it's way cooler because like, I forget what's his name, but the guy that like sets him up in, on the mission ends up being like the first main villain and he has like no face because marks but f- f- fucking moon knight ripped his face off in a rage.
0: Oh. <laughs> okay, that was TV show. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you
1: know, it's just like all kinds of crazy shit. Damn. That's they didn't crazy. even get close. So anyways, this is a completely different character almost and just it just a really lame 8 episodes or however long it was. Besides when they had the desert when they were in the spirit realm, that was kind of cool. Yes. there's some cool CGI.
0: That, that and the Megazord battle were the only two things yeah. I liked about that show.
1: But I can't I have a special consideration, and I have a special consideration because it was really bad until a certain character showed up in the series. And that's Book of Boba. Mm. The Book of Boba was absolutely trash <laughs> till about <laughs>
0: what if it came Mando season three? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: until right. What about Mando showed up, okay? And took it over. And I'm not gonna let that go un- unsaid because uh, that's horseshit.
0: <laughs> Take a little parting shot at poor Boba, poor Dad. You
1: can't Boba. do. Like, you could have done a way fucking better series for Boba Fett. <laughs> First of all, make that guy get in shape. You make everyone else get in shape, okay? <laughs> fucking, uh, uh, what's the fucking guy's name that plays Wolverine? Hugh Jackman. That guy is fucking. Almost six. I think he is sixty something. He's fucking ripped. (laughs) He's about to play fucking Wolverine for the fucking billionth time. You get a fucking blank check handed to you to play Boba Fett again, and you're just like, "Ah, we'll just make. Don't don't worry, dude. We'll just we'll make an extra large. You'll wear armor. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you. Keep that gay 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 ass LGBT fucking rainbow bike scene." That with the fucking so street kids, fringe. that was so I fucking dumb.
0: About that. that was, dude. That almost sucked the, the show. Yeah, part.
1: and then and then the fucking mafia storyline to nowhere. You know, on mm-hmm. on Tatooine, what well, that was really dumb. Yeah, there was yeah. no like, it, like you never felt like Boba Fett and what's her name, Cynic, Fennec, Fennec Shand. Yeah, yeah. We're like ever like in real danger from the mob? No, or the syndicate. Is that what they called the syndicate? You're I'm not talking
0: sure. about the fucking the huts. The, ch- the, the huts. Yeah, yeah. The yeah, huts. Cousins. So it's, it's a like weird. It, it really was it, like one of the most hollow was, luffs of all time. Yeah, it was
1: just gimmicky. It's and then all of a sudden the series takes a sharp right turn. Mandalorian shows up, has dark in hand, and fucking. It's not such happy camping in the Mandalorian camp. All of a sudden,
0: <laughs> everybody wants the sword. <laughs> yeah,
1: that was too good. It totally redeemed the series.
0: Yeah, I, I always think about that scene where he first takes the dark to the fucking the armorer, the fort. Yeah, that was <laughs> such army. a badass scene, dude. That was like one of my favorite Star Wars scenes. Like that's up there with, for me. That's up there with like the fucking the Darth Maul fucking lightsaber battle. It's up there with fucking loop versus Vader and empire strikes back. Like for just most memorable yeah. single scenes in star Wars. It was tight.
1: Two fucking Mandalores just fucking fighting on a space bridge. Yes. It was just like, it was perfect. It was absolute perfection. Yeah.
0: It has nothing to do with Boba Fett, so... Yes.
1: Exactly, and this is kind of my gripe. <laughs> it's called Book of Boba, uh, and those guys are both Mandalorians, but they're not Boba
0: Fett. <laughs> It'll be real interesting to see if Book of Boba gets a second season. They say it's going to, but I don't believe it. Anyway, uh, It should just be a subplot. Yeah. You know? Well, it was a subplot, and they liked it, so they gave him his own show. Remember, no. Boba showed up in fucking season two of Mando before this show. Yeah, uh, yeah I remember.
1: That's what he should have said. He was great in that. Like, his <laughs>
0: his whole thing in that show was great. Mando season two was great. I mean, all Mando's great. Even Book Got Book the that Polyne- the
1: fucking Polynesian spa. Fucking add one to a set, dude.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, both are, you know, good picks. Uh, I only have one. I could name more, but uh, I'm just going to stick with one. That's Spider-Man No Way Home. And this is not the worst movie, by far not the worst thing I saw, or anything close. I don't remember what I gave it. I think I gave it like a beat. No, I gave it a gozer, I think. But the point is, is I went into that movie hearing every goddamn fucking Marvel, any comic back nerd just being like... It's so great. It's the best Marvel movie in years. It's the return to form. It's the you know, it's the best movie of the year, blah blah blah. And then that combined with my Spider-Man, Toby Maguire coming back. And then the one I didn't really like that much, Andrew Garfield, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> He's here too, cool. And then bringing back Alfred Molina and fucking just like bringing the band back together and I'm just like, oh, this looks really good. And hearing all this shit, I went into that movie, dude. I was going into that. I think it had like a 98% on Rotten Tomatoes, too, like from the fans and from the fucking critics. I remember just being like baffled after I watched that movie. It was okay. It was like a fucking certified okay movie. Yeah. (laughs) And for me, that was just a huge letdown. Like, I just couldn't believe it.
1: Well, it's just a Marvel movie now. It's, like, so formulaic. Like, you you know there's going to be an easy plot twist to uh, to see coming from a mile away, you know? Like, oh, I don't know. Osborn going mad again, playing cool the whole time, everyone giving him a second chance, you know? Oh, what? He causes the death of, of Aunt May. No way. Who didn't see that coming? Oh, my God. Like, all of it felt so hollow uh, mm-hmm. in that movie.
0: Yeah.
1: that That movie... The plot of that movie would have been way better if it was stretched out, you know, like Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man shows up in a couple movies, Andrew Garfield maybe shows up in a couple movies, some villains, some villains, and then the Sinister Six finally forms, and like all three of them have to fight the Sinister Six fully formed.
0: I'm about giving up on the Sinister Six ever showing up. I feel like at this point, I feel like they almost don't exist anymore.
1: Well, they, I mean, they were pretty much were trying to do that in no way home. Right. But it's just like, are they though? (laughs) It was like, it was (laughs) one fight. Like that's it. Like the, like it's supposed to be like this ongoing threat, you know? And it just felt like it was all rushed in that movie. And then Who'd taken out super easily. They're um, like, oh, wow, so convenient. We portaled all the Spider-Mans we needed in. Oh, wow, what do you know? Some of them are good guys still, and they're willing to work with you. You know, like, they we're, we're going to get this worked out. We're just going to send you back to the places you don't want to be. No big deal.
0: <laughs> it just, I mean, <laughs> I don't know who wrote it, but it just, it just could have used better writing. It just wasn't a great script. It had an amazing cast. You have fucking... Willem Dafoe back to you have like everyone like they, they really. Was there anyone from the entire Spider-Man existence from the movies, not from TV show, obviously, because there's a lot of characters that were in the cartoon that never made it to the movies. But is there anyone from the movies that didn't come back that you're like, oh, I wish they came back?
1: Uh, Yeah, dude. James <laughs> Franco. <laughs>
0: Okay, James Franco should have
1: popped back up. Bro. <laughs> that would have been, been le- that legit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. So
0: I'll give you that, James Franco. But I, I, I would say he's probably the only one they really brought back.
1: Uh, no. Hold up. <laughs> we could have got uh, what's his name that played Rhino? I forget it. What? Goddamn! What's his name? Uh, he was in the Andrew Garfield Spider Man. Um, no Paul thanks. Giamatti paul giomani dude
0: <laughs> <laughs> no thank you on that one He <laughs> can stick to his verizon commercials
1: uh didn't fucking jame J- jamie fox throw shade at that guy why in the don't movie we bring the,
0: the kid topher grace from that 70s show won't we bring him back to <laughs> i like venom oh ever. my god the best that'd venom. be that's
1: who he should have been drinking with. Dude, at the end of Venom, uh, Let There Be green. Carnage, when he's at the Hawaiian bar, he should have been. for Grace should have been at that bar, dude. It's like, yeah, one time it happened. It was crazy. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. All right, broadcaster, we have another award. This one, a little more agile than the rest. the The bullet dodge of the year. This is the worst thing that you saw. That by the grace of God we didn't come. I think now. you know
1: it's actually funny. There's two once again, and they're both the same IP. <laughs> <laughs> <That's incredible. laughs> Don't be so negative. <laughs> Turns out Halo had two big whiffs this year.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Wait you you watched you watched Halo?
1: No, the Bullet Dodge. Oh, okay. I played Halo. I didn't watch Halo.
0: (laughs) Okay, well, we'll count it for Infinite then, because uh, it's something that you actually watched or played.
1: Yeah, well, there's no damn way I'm watching the Halo. That's that's why I. (laughs) That's why I
0: like raised an eyebrow because I didn't think you were going to watch the show. (laughs) And trust me, it is a bullet dodge for the show. (laughs) It is because I watched it, and that's absolutely what my bullet dodge of the year is too. So we'll just kind of combine our picks here. Uh, Halo. Hey, well, for me, Halo season one. For you, Halo Infinite. Their powers combined, Halo does the fucking the double whammy.
1: Yeah. So it's it's, it's just it's Halo Infinite. <laughs> and, uh, I think I know. And not, not a lot needs to be said about this cause the I fact I, that we,
0: we didn't cover it. Halo of any kind <laughs> this last year was a miracle. <laughs> <laughs> you guys should all be thanking us. <laughs> they're just <laughs> our life. You will never get back. Uh Yikes. They were so bad. Um the TV show treated the Spartans like like they're just like fucking uh mercenary like war mercenaries roaming afghanistan kill like killing the women and children stealing heroin like you know what i'm saying I, <laughs> like Blackwater or Blackrock, or whatever you know that group i'm talking about that runs like yeah black ops, they basically made the fucking spartans look like that and like they just ruined the master chief character beyond imagination
1: the well they took his helmet off and he had hair and fucking facial
0: scruff Yes. It's a, and this featured the cringiest sex scene I have ever seen in television. <laughs> period in my life.
1: Yeah. That, that is uh, Not only did Master Chief take off his helmet, he took his whole armor off, and you almost saw his dick. <laughs> <He's>
0: like, <laughs> what, what the fuck? <laughs> oh my god, it was so horrible. There's nothing there's really almost nothing redeemable about it. The only thing I liked is some of the battle sequences, like the covenant, the CG they did for the covenant was pretty cool in a couple spots. But other than that, it's just like the most horrific adaptation of a beloved, anything of recent memory. And there's a lot of those to choose from. So, you know, that's a strong statement. Uh, it's
1: just such a, it's it's not really quantifiable how bad 343 3 fucked up mm. handling the Halo IP. I think in the future, when we look at this generation of gaming, they will look at these flashpoints like Cyberpunk 2077 and Halo Infinite and Anthem from EA. There are certain games that stand out with that had so much promise, like, unfathomable promise that ended up being a black hole. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. And Halo Infinite, sadly, (laughs) was one of those. (laughs) To this day, you can still turn that game on. And it has the exact same content it had from a year and a half ago. The exact same. I think it has two new levels. And I think maybe one new mode, but most of the modes they're added are just old, like old standard modes that just weren't there with launch. Yeah. So, you know, it's like.
0: (laughs) It is weird. It is a weird online service that feels like it's about to be shut down at any moment. Definitely. But at the same time, you feel like it could also go way further than it ever had the right to it. Like it, it's a weird game. Really weird. Has spaghetti code fucking all kinds of problems. <laughs> if you queue, if you literally move your mouse a little bit, it'll take you out of the queue. Like you have for three seconds. After you, the queue, <laughs> you have to like freeze, like it's freeze tag. <laughs> goes through it's just so many little dumb problems like that and then just the content is really weird like they're given bunch lots of free battle passes all of a sudden and it makes it makes it feel even more desperate a little bit like the game's doing so bad they're trying to bribe people by giving all this free shit but then at the same time you're telling me that a lot of this free shit is stuff they held back from the first battle pass that should have been there so it's like are they even making anything new? Oh, Has everything uh, they've released recently just been old yeah. stuff oh no. years ago?
1: <laughs> the only, the only things that are new with the game are those fictional themed cores. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? The like the samurai one and the uh, the gladiator one and or not the gladiator. It, I don't know if that one's out yet. Uh, what is it? The war, the World War, core. It's like mm-hmm. trench war, World War One, armor core. And is there another one? Yeah, the Rakshasa. Those are like new theme stuff. But like over half of the content in that game is old armor from existing Halos. Like the first battle pass was the Heroes of Reach, right? That you had to pot, you had to buy. It was ten dollars, and. They pretty much were just making you reearn reach armor from ten years ago that you got in. I think you, they gave you a version of it in like Halo Four and Five. I never played Five, but I'm sure they gave you some versions of it in that too. So it's like just like you know, like the third time earning this armor over again now, or, or fourth, maybe if if it wasn't every all the other Halos before that. Yeah. So. They're making you pay for the fourth time to do it, and they're not even giving you everything. It turns out that a lot of it is just MIA. And to this day, they still haven't given you a lot of it. But like it's slowly, some of it's slowly trickling in via these like free weekly events, you know, like the live fire or whatever the fuck it was called that popped today. That's going concurrently with another free one called the Winter Update, which is just all free reach shit, which should have been in the battle pass that you paid for. And funny enough, that Winter Update is giving you the Halo Reach core that you had to buy initially.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So it's
0: (laughs) I'd be a little unhappy if I bought the first battle pass. Honestly, (laughs) Yeah,
1: it's just it's like, so are those guys going to get a free battle pass now? Is season three for if free for them?
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I guess the overall point here is that the Halo universe is a dumpster fire right now. God help them. Yeah, truly. Uh, Next up, Critical Whiff of the Year, broadcaster. And this is the best thing that you watched or played that we did not review last year, year of 2022.
1: <clears throat> I well, I'm going to give a special shout out to Hunt Showdown.
0: <laughs> Wait a second! You said that last year.
1: <laughs> all right, <laughs>
0: no need to repeat
1: This game is the best, <laughs> probably
0: the, year, the yearly hunt
1: showdown proclamation. <laughs> it's, it's still here, baby. We're still hunting. We're still taking names. All right. I'm just saying, go check it out. It's the shit. <laughs> but for real, the real thing we missed was uh, severance. Mm. by ben stiller uh that that was an amazing show like i i put it in my top five shows i watched all year uh and it's just a shame that we didn't even pretty much didn't even try to review it i don't think
0: i actually i tried to get you to watch it when it first came out but you weren't interested back then which is fine because i kind of get it
1: season two's coming out right it
0: didn't it, it yeah, so it already got greenlit for a second season. I'm kind of worried about that second season because Severance Season 1 was great, but it also had sort of an ending where you feel like they could easily fuck it up in Season 2 if they don't do it right.
1: Yeah, I'm just hoping... I'm, I'm just hoping... Uh...
0: All the products are made out of people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's <laughs> what ending I'm hoping for. It. We're definitely reviewing s- season two of Severance next year. Now that you're on board, because yeah, that was, yeah. I would also put it in my top five TV shows of last year. It was really
1: good. great. Great directing, writing. The soundtrack was superb. The little intro they have super cool. The, all the actors did fucking phenomenal.
0: Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. It was
1: all around S class.
0: Yeah, it had it had like shades of Fight Club, like kind of like weird psychology sort of stuff that you For don't sure. see very often. Like it's not it's nothing like Fight Club, don't get me wrong, but the the writing style and sort of the characters are very kind of similar in a way, in, in a good way. Uh great premise too. I I won't even just in case anyone goes You know that you find out the premise really early so a lot of people wouldn't even consider it a spoiler but I would have been pissed personally if someone told me the premise before I watched it because it kind of was like a weird moment where you go into the show kind of thinking it's just going to be like this workplace drama and you're just like okay we'll give it a shot and then you're like oh fuck this is actually interesting like it kind of hooks you really fast early on.
1: Yeah no it's like it's like mild sci-fi. I don't even know yes. how else. To, it's like mm-hmm. it's not like space and starships and S. yeah, lowercase yeah. sci-fi. Yeah, yeah,
0: definitely. But, yeah, uh, that was a great pick. I probably almost. I think that probably was close to my pick too. I think I was considering that and one other thing before I fell on uh, White Lotus season two. Have you watched White Lotus? I don't know what that is. It is a TV show on HBO that is very odd. It's an anthology series, so each season has a completely different cast and setting. Season 1 took place at this resort in Hawaii. And the premise of the show is that a big like group of tourists come into like this very fancy, exclusive um like resort in Hawaii. And then like you watch how, how they all play out and sort of like this. I and mean, I wouldn't want to want to call it a disaster, but like just like you see. These sort of individual stories about each family, kind of how their shit just goes wrong on this vacation. And the um, way it not, starts, the way I it remember
1: starts, seeing the poster for this show and thinking it was like a middle aged white woman, like
0: love drama. Yes. thing. That's that's what I thought at first too and I didn't watch it at first uh but the actual premise is like they someone dies and they'll show you like the aftermath in the first episode like at the very end of what the story is going to be and they'll be they'll be like oh well this person died and then they go back in time and they show you basically what happened to these people dying at this resort and it sort of becomes like this mystery. Like I was gonna say, it's mystery. a murder mystery. Kind of a little bit. You're like trying to figure, you're like thinking, how does this person die? Which person is it? Because they don't tell you who dies. Like in season one, one person is dead. So the whole time you're trying to think which person is the one who dies. And then the second season, lots of people die, and it makes the second season a lot. Really ramping it up. <laughs> it starts off and like basically this woman just goes out for a swim on the beach in like like some Italian island and she just finds like five corpses floating floating in the water and screams and then the season starts and it goes back in time it shows you the beginning that leads to that in the end so cool premise uh not a typical show it's very different than what tv is now like quote unquote tv like what you're used to the formats you're used to it's a little it's also kind of a little rich person porny which i don't like that aspect of it at times you feel like it's its like one of those shows that I guarantee you people in the industry really like. And by definition, I usually don't like those types of shows. This one's just really well written. And it's the Aubrey really-
1: Plaza's fine ass, is in it?
0: Yes, in season two. And season two, by the way, also has our boy F. Murray Abraham, who is fucking awesome in it. And then we got uh, Michael Imperioli from The Sopranos. He's in it, too. Yeah, I know really, he was in it. <laughs> the cast in season two was way better than season one. Season one was good, but I would say nothing super special. Season two is the one that is really good. That being said, broadcaster.
1: uh You, I mean, listen. Let's be real here. (laughs) We all know Bray Tax, the murderer. (laughs) I'm looking at this character sheet and I'm like, it's between Jennifer Coolidge and Abraham.
0: (laughs) That's uh, that's where my money's at. It's pretty wild, dude, because like you, you see that and then you meet the cast and you're, you start to do the math in your brain. And I don't know how it is for most people, but I wasn't even close. Like, my initial theories in my head of who died and who did wasn't even in the same universe as what ended up happening, which is one of the allures for me. It was very engaging. And then at the end, you're surprised and you're like, oh, that wasn't predictable. Because, like, think about how we bitch about how so much shit's predictable now. And a, a sh- kind of a parting shot at Knives Out Glass Onion. Yeah. Fucking the most predictable, boring whodunit of all time. What a piece of shit that movie was. I can't believe the praise I heard for that movie. That movie sucked.
1: Especially because the first one was actually decent.
0: I never watched the first one. Someone convinced me to watch the second one, and I watched that one. (laughs) Dude,
1: that's funny because the first one I actually watched, I didn't even watch the second one. I saw the the trailer for it, and it looked terrible. Like Even Daniel Craig's performance as the detective in Glass Onion, in the trailer, I was like... Oh my God, he's like overdoing it. It's like he believes he's this guy now or something. <laughs> yeah. It was, weird. I just felt weird vibes from that second one. But the first one's really good. It doesn't, ha- I mean, I'm not going to say it's like a whoa, you're going to spin your head around ending, but mm. it's, it's definitely, you know, it's not dumb. That's for sure. It's not low IQ. Yeah.
0: Yeah. For sure. All right. Uh, We have two awards left, broadcaster, and we're going to start with the Punished Slimer Award. This is the worst of the worst slimers. The worst thing that we reviewed in 2022. What do you got?
1: Unfortunately, it's Punished Ben Kenobi.
0: Damn.
1: This old man. The younger version still kind of old. We're not quite sure on the timeline, but it's just a letdown. You know, we've discussed this. It was an all right series. You know, it could have been far worse, especially with who was handling it. There were a couple cool scenes, but for the, but like, you know, especially when Vader was whipping his ass, you know, things like that. But other than that, it was pretty much just, sad man kenobi of, and friends That's, mm-hmm. uh, and oh man is this it's really just a, if if I you call take it the great it
0: at, retcon of 2022 they retcon yeah, well, so much shit yeah. in that movie or that yeah depending on series. like
1: what i guess you like what you consider a legacy canon at this point which is becoming more foggier and fo- or foggier and foggier by the day that might piss you off but just the, just the overall what we're building. When you take a character, an established character, an established story, and you make these little incisions, right? Like time has already elapsed, like, like decades have passed since these stories have been done. And you're like, well, actually we're going to write this story that takes place in between these two moments. And then you, and then with that story, you just decide to be groundbreaking or whatever buzz term you want to use, right? You're just, like, you're trying to go against the grain or whatever, and you're going to, you know, try to make a name for yourself. It's just, like, it's naturally going to be terrible because mm-hmm. you're going to fuck shit up. You're going to piss everybody off. You're not going to make sense. And at the end of the day, you just you ruin the character. And I, th- I feel like that's what Obi-Wan did.
0: Yes. It, uh, Is
1: that what it's called, too? Is this called Obi-Wan, right?
0: Obi Wan Kenobi, which another miss. They could have just called it Obi Wan. It would have been a cooler title, wouldn't it? You you wanted it to be that in your head, but no. Yeah. (laughs) In fact, I think maybe they actually call it just Kenobi at times. They'll shorten it to Kenobi instead of Obi Wan, which is like not the way you should shorten it. (laughs) Yeah, there's well, I don't know. I I do like
1: the kind of Kenobi because it reminds me of General Grievous. He's just like, Kenobi. (laughs) That's a
0: good
1: point. And then proceeds to get (laughs) L'd. Yeah. I
0: don't know. It sounds too close to Shinobi when when I hear Kenobi by itself. That's always
1: what I thought it was supposed to. I think that was actually Lucas's intent.
0: Damn. Wow. Wow.
1: Okay. I'm pretty. I'm like. I'm pretty sure there's a documentary where he like actually says those exact words.
0: <laughs> well, Sir Guinness was definitely the furthest thing in the world from a Shinobi, but mm-hmm. I'll give the props if that's true. That's kind of a cool. concept.
1: Well, that's where the like the ter- Lucas... Jedi Knights, like samurais, yeah. Bushido, you know, like yeah. all that.
0: you know what? Now that I think about it, Lucas had a the special features because I had the golden VHS uh, trilogy of the original Star Wars movies. Which had bonus features, which were fucking interviews, yeah, with uh, Lucas. And I think on those gold cassettes, he talks about the Seven Samurai. Yeah, is, that was one of his I was, inspirations.
1: I was gonna say, I remember some yeah. type of like samurai conversation yeah. with George Lucas, and it becomes clear that where you're like, yeah. you get this inspiration for like the sword play and lightsabers, and
0: you yeah, know, for sure. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I almost, I almost had Kenobi as my disappointment of the year. I was considering it, but then I was like, I've watched all these fucking Disney Star Wars things. I knew this was coming, so it's, it's hard to call this. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's (laughs) we we can't. I can't let this. I can't let my
1: punish award go without saying. This series had the potential to be really good. Oh yeah. Like really good. Initially, this series was going to be a revenge series where a very much canon Darth Maul, alive and well, with half of his body back, was going to try to hunt down Obi-Wan. Oh,
0: God, that would have been awesome. Why didn't we get that?
1: Exactly. It would have been way cooler. You know damn well it would have been way cooler. But instead, we got a... Fucking! I'm already forgetting what they're called. The the Inquisitors, which, which don't get me wrong, game, dude. they're, they're like- they potential to be cool, but they're a stupid comic book idea taken in from a to a video game, wh- which was successful, which was I think Jedi, uh, Fall Order, and now since that was successful, they're deciding to use them in Obi Wan, and it's just. Dude, the the sister, they were they were fucking the the main dude that one that gets stabbed and then doesn't show up till the very end, mm-hmm. you the know the inquisitor. pale one, yeah the, uh, main, the the grand inquisitor the grand, the grand, grand inquisitor, grand inquisitor. The grand inquisitor. Yeah. he was cool but like the actual inquisitor we got the whole series who's supposed like you know this what am I thinking of. Uh, you know always having a change of a change of heart type character you know like we is she a sith you know or is she a good guy we don't know you know it, it this is fucking lame all right and it's clear what it was it was some e, what do they call that ecg points mm mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, were, they were trying to score some points. You know, damn well, it was because it was a show about Obi Wan Kenobi, and we weren't getting a whole lot of Obi Wan Kenobi, especially not the Obi Wan Kenobi we want. Mm-hmm. And we didn't get any of the characters you want that are relative to Obi Wan either. So, and he motherfucker didn't even dig his lightsaber up till like episode four, right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 so. It's also sort of just like, bitch. Why are you your fucking? Keep it under your bed or something. Like what the? Fuck?
1: I keep it under your bed, dude.
0: <laughs> dude there's so many what the fuck moments in that show. So many yeah. what the fuck moments.
1: The, well, like it, it could have been. They could have had like a John Wick moment if they wanted. You know, where it was like the lightsaber was in like under protection. You know, some super cool way. And then there's like a scene of him going to get it. Yeah. But it was really just him burying it in a desert, being like, "Where the fuck is this thing at?" Oh yeah, <laughs> it's like that was fucking dumb.
0: Yeah, it... comb the desert. <laughs> yeah, no God, shit, God damn it, dude. I we ain't found shit. <sighs> you like they fucking de, de-, de- emasculate. I it, We need it's... a new word for it. It's it's beyond cuck. It's like. There's something they did to Kenobi that just feels satanic almost. Maybe that's why we're going to the Lucifer rating system. Yeah,
1: we've <laughs> gone <it>, – yes. <laughs> See, now you're now you're starting to get on my level.
0: <laughs> There's just something so sinister about what they did to the character of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Just like one of the most beloved characters ever. And they just made him into such a punk bitch. Very similar to how Rheon Johnson did Luke Skywalker dirty. Very similar And just, I cannot forgive them personally, just for the canon breaking aspects. I don't care what anyone says. I've watched the original trilogy hundreds of times. I had it on repeat when I was a kid for like five years straight. It's just, I've seen, help me Obi-Wan Kenobi. That recording that Princess Leia does, gives to R2-D2 as a message to Obi-Wan Kenobi. It is clearly implied that she has never met him before. I don't give a fuck. What anyone says about defending it, like, oh, she could have been acting like that in case the message was discovered, like all these theories about like trying to explain that shit away. Fuck that, dude. They intentionally broke canon because they didn't want to do a story about him. It had to be about her because the yeah. force is female now and Mary fucking Poppins had to come back. Fuck well, there's that. the reason dude. why Fuck George
1: Lucas up. doesn't publicly comment about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because he knows he'll get sued (laughs)
0: Uh, but my uh, Punished Slimer is actually going to uh, Always Sunny season 15 because Always Sunny in Philadelphia used to be my favorite comedy I thought it was the funniest comedy on television for many years and that season 15 was so god awful bad it almost felt like treason Watching it felt almost like we should deport them to the UK and make them live live there forever. Dude, I
1: I felt fucking Roddy Piper, dude, Mm -hmm. telling me to put the glasses on when I was watching that season. I was like, you're right, dude.
0: You are right. It's so (laughs) bad. The writing was just uncharacteristically bad. And it's the same guys riding it, like the the three dudes. They're still riding it. So I don't understand. I call bullshit on that. You think they're just acting like they do, but people are ghostwriters? They have ghostwriters, yeah. There's no doubt about it. (laughs)
1: It's not their... I mean, just think about it. Think about it clearly for like 10 seconds. Think about the comedy from the original seasons. Think about the later seasons. There's no fucking way that that's them.
0: There's just no way. Felt like a different show.
1: Yeah, like ever since... What was the season where they... Uh, Mac and Dennis moved out Into the suburbs
0: That's like three seasons ago I think or at least two It wasn't 14 it That was the last 12. That was the last good season in my mind
1: Where I was like Like it had more good episodes Than bad And even that season I could feel it I was like this isn't them It's good it's alright But this is like you can tell it's, it's not them anymore
0: Hmm. And yeah, I think part of that might have something to do with the fact that they all have other shows or they at least did. I think a lot of their shows got canceled, but like Rob McElhaney has Welcome to Rexham, and
1: uh, that Mythic- got canceled,
0: right? I don't know. Our Mythic Quest Our myth- got canceled. Mythic Quest. Did it get canceled? Yeah. I just watched Mythic Quest, by the way, because I was running out of like like friendly kid friendly stuff to watch with my daughter uh that you know isn't boring shit so i was like okay i'm going to give this show a chance because it doesn't have violence or nudity or anything that i can't watch with my daughter around and it sucked it was not good and i was right to be skeptical about it cuz i had this weird feeling that it wasn't going to be good and it wasn't the premise i should have loved the premise it's about a video game development studio like yeah, the premise was tailor made for someone like me. I love Always Sunny. I'm a video game developer. I love has the tons same- of
1: Always Sunny characters in tons it too.
0: of them, tons of the writers, yeah. the actors, everything. Charlie
1: Day writes it. I didn't even know Charlie Day was a part of it.
0: Yeah, I mean Dennis, uh, the guy who plays Dennis Glenn Howerton, is the only one who isn't involved with it from like the main trio. So it's like two thirds yeah. of the main trio. The first season was I, the second season was bad, and the third season was hot garbage. So I understand why it got canceled. Oh, dude, they got Bray Tack in this, too. Yeah, Murray (laughs) Abraham, which, by the way, he he got written off in season three off camera. So I think there was some drama with F. Murray Abraham and the Always Sunny guys because it was not like a planned exit. They straight up like made this dumb episode right off the bat in season three that explained his death off camera with like a dumb letter that they read at like some fake funeral. It was really bad. So I can tell that they that was not like a cordial exit, I don't think. And I think I know why, because that F. Murray Abraham was like, I'm not going to be involved with this. I'm going to go to White Lotus where they actually have real writing and I'm not going to be embarrassed to tell people I was in it because I would have been embarrassed to to tell people I was in that show. If I was F Murray fucking Abraham. <laughs> anyway, damn back to season 15 of always sunny. It fucking sucked. Everything about it sucked. The COVID fucking jokes were awful. The underuse of fucking, uh, Cole Meany as fucking Charlie's dad. Like they just fucking totally blundered that whole thing. It was such a great opportunity. The fucking, the swamp creature shit with D was super cringy and bad, <laughs> like everything. There's just really there was like one scene in the whole show that was good, and it was like that dinner scene at the mansion where Glenn was coughing behind the painting and uh, Danny DeVito was trying to feed Cole Meany turd soup. That was the only funny part in ev- like of the entire goddamn season. So.
1: Yeah, bad. bad. Poor, always sunny.
0: Well, they're back in the writers' room for season sixteen. So,
1: still, still think of that—the end of season ten or eleven or whatever it was, where they're in the laser tag arena. It's like, how long have we been in here?
0: That was season fourteen. That was the last (laughs) season before fifteen. (laughs) Was it? They're like.
1: How long have we
0: been doing this?
1: (laughs) It was so symbolic. I was like, you guys should really should have really ended it on that.
0: (laughs) Yep. That should be the last episode of Always Sunny. And we would be remembering that show so much more fondly. Imagine if that was the last episode. We'd be looking back on it with rose colored glasses already right now. Like, oh, remember how that show ended? Wasn't that perfect? And instead we're like watching them desecrate the American flag and fucking Ireland and like Benedict Arnolding the fuck out of the show. Just like. There's something so weird about it. They always Yeah, for a fucking
1: show ahead. born in Philadelphia, they sure ended up uh-huh. being fucking turncoats, dude.
0: Yeah, exactly, man. It just felt weird as fuck, and now when they go back to Patty's Pub, it's going to feel like, you guys should be evicted. But uh,
1: Hard and feathered where you stand.
0: Yeah, <laughs> old school. All right, broadcaster, it's finally time for the prestigious Golden Boogeyman Award the greatest of the greats the best boogeyman of 2022 what say you
1: well mine is easily going to be chippendale because like you said with the surprise of the year this was fucking the tits this was the coolest movie hands down i've seen in a long time it flew under the radar there's no like there's none of that woke shit in it all the jokes were fucking hilarious they like it was almost like there wasn't even an approval board to get past. Like some of the shit they said, yeah. <laughs> they made right. fun of Sonic. Like the wounds weren't even fully healed with Sonic. That movie, had just, they just redid it and like Sonic two was almost out <laughs> and they're making fun of <laughs> retarded Sonic. Like they made a retarded, an autistic Sonic <laughs> and they were making fun of him. <laughs> and I just think that's fucking hilarious. Baloo was in it. Uh, like they just, they had all the people, Mm-hmm. It was it was just dope. The humor uh, was
0: like non non cringy edge. You know, like there's like a sort of cringy version of edge humor, and then there's like a non cringe version of it. And I would say that this had the non cringe version. It yeah. and part of it was just because a lot of these jokes were coming out of the animated character's mouse, and the animation style was very like Who Framed Roger Rabbit. So it, it was. It's like the weird. that's perfect.
1: That's perfect. It is like the spiritual successor to who framed Roger rabbit. It's like that. It's like the movie of its time.
0: hmm. Yeah. I think a lot of kids that in it's a shame, because I think it was rated PG 13. So there's probably gonna be a lot of like high nanny type parents that are not gonna let their kids watch it. And I think that's a shame because I don't think there's anything in it that a kid couldn't watch. And uh, I think if the kid does watch that, it's going to be just like who framed Roger rabbit was for us. Like, it's going to stick with them the rest of their lives. I still
1: can't get over the retarded Sonic. Yeah. What was his name? Cool. Did they call him Sonic? Or did he have a different name? I think He's at the convention. Name him, right? <laughs> he just... just... Name. I forget what it was. He just smiles really weirdly. like... <laughs> 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 it's like serious, killing Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it it was also like a really cool like take on art and in, and in like the and like our times right now because like as you remember like Chip and Dale they one was done with the new age art and the other one was old school mm-hmm. and so like it was almost and they they played it like one got plastic surgery to try to get more gigs. You know, yeah. like he wanted to be like a, he wanted to make, he still wanted to be famous and stuff. He was trying to rekindle his career. <laughs> <laughs> and the other one was like totally laid back, super chill. just like, bro, we're done, dude. Just like, let's enjoy who <laughs> we are, dude. <laughs> yeah. It was really cool take on like, you know, r- 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 serious things that most humans, you know, have a hard time tackling <laughs> in their lives, you know, where, you know, they try to keep up with. Uh, society in odd ways whether that's with their looks or with their career or with you know trying to be youthful and like the vocabulary department you know where they're just always saying youthful terms and stuff like that that their peers have no idea why they're saying that shit you know like they they do that shit in chip and dale which i thought was fucking hilarious because like everybody that's watching that movie is pretty much at that age you know where Mm -hmm. they're just like maybe you should think about these things guys
0: (laughs) yeah definitely and the the sort of commentary it made on like the stuff that People that are like becoming middle aged now grew up with like a lot of the stuff that they think of as just like iconic, like the rescue rangers for us, like yeah. for the rest of society. There's like, who are those sad boomers at that fucking table at that <laughs> yeah. convention that we've never heard of or seen before? They look so sad. They're charging fifty dollars an autograph. Oh god, that's so sad. Let's walk away. You know what I mean? Like that whole thing. <laughs> yeah. It, I haven't seen anything really do a serious commentary on that i have you like i think that's the first time i've seen any movie sort of take that topic on because it's it's one of those things that's kind of silently ignored like just like the sadness of when you see lou ferrigno charging a hundred dollars for an autograph and like these washed up people that you yeah. love and like they're so sad now and you're just like oh, what's
1: dude, yeah just, well, that's really just, what is it is life. it's a it's a it's a washed up has-been story you know redemption story <laughs>
0: yep. And they really—they've managed to fit a a real rescue rangers storyline into the movie too. Like with all the meta stuff, they still kind of did an episode. So,
1: oh yeah, dude. The only it's, thing that was missing was the witch from the swamp house. Yeah. <laughs> I was really bummed she didn't make an appearance. Yeah, I, I was waiting for her. It.
0: I don't think it did that good. I haven't heard of any imminent sequels, so yeah, it's, we're not. I don't think we're gonna see her.
1: That's truly a shame.
0: It is. She was in the intro sequence to the show, right? The cartoon. Wasn't she a part of the intro? Good question. I remember that. I swear she was, but maybe I'm imagining it. She could have been Uh
1: because I know the show was pretty short lived and it pretty much just had all the people from the two movies. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, yep. That's a good, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, I didn't actually give it in S rank, so it wasn't even under consideration for me, Broadcaster, which is crazy because Rescue Rangers is more for my generation. You're kind of like barely nah, caught, dude.
1: I feel like I, those were like my first Disney movies, dude. Eiffel Goes West, right? Rescue Rangers, Brave Little Toaster, Black Cauldron.
0: Maybe Rescue Rangers is older than I, or Fantasia.
1: Well, Fantasia like on, 2000. <laughs> most
0: of the stuff you're naming right now comes from like the 80s and 70s. So I I don't know. Maybe you just you
1: just It's all 80s it. and 90s.
0: I think Not FIFL 70s. Was, or, no, Fifa was 80s. I feel like no, Fantasia was 70s. That's what. You the
1: said. original Fantasia was 70s. Maybe actually. Fantasia 2000 was 89, I think. Oh, you're talking 89 about 89 or 90. Like I'm not sure.
0: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, but yeah,
1: original Fantasia is old school. That shit's black and white, isn't it?
0: No. No, the original from the 60s or 70s or maybe 50s. I don't even fucking know. But it's, it's, old. that it's older than the 80s. Uh, that one was not black and white. But, uh... Mm. My golden boogeyman is going and part of this is a memorial service. Rest in peace. Raised by wolves. Season 2. Uh... For my money, Raised by Wolves Season 2 is the best thing I watched in 2022, period. Including stuff that I didn't review. Everything, period. It's just my favorite thing I watched last year. I loved everything about it. it I like the highbrow. Like, we were talking about lowercase sci-fi earlier. Uh, this is cap lock sci-fi. You
1: yeah. know what I'm saying?
0: Like, this is like cap locks with exclamation mark sci-fi. And when that's done poorly, it's, it's really bad. But when it's done well, you're just like, it takes your breath away. You're like, Oh my God. Like just, just the take on the Mithraics. There's like, there's like 50 amazing things about this show, which is now canceled. And H fucking that Zaslob asshole that gave James Gunn, the DCU also fucking ended raised by wolves. So fuck him. Uh, Dude, it was so good in multiple ways, but the thing that I loved the most was just the weirdness of it. Like, every little aspect of it was super weird. Like, the the Executioner Inquisitor guys at that, vi- that rebuilt village where the, the <laughs> they look like they're like robots. You know what I'm talking about? Remember the Inquisitor slash Torturer?
1: Wait a minute. Are you talking about the... The Mithraic yeah, from the Inquisitor
0: Mithraic colony. Remember, it's yeah by the, the AI war that who they have an yeah, Inquisitor he, the Inquisitor wears a mask and tortures people.
1: Well, he was he was the uh, he was like one of the he was the old king or mm-hmm. something like that. I forget. And he that helmet's punishment. It like will blow his head up if he tries to take it off or something. And
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is such a little tiny piece of the show, and it's so amazing. All yeah, of the details but that was the that first show season. Are so amazing! No, it's not. I'm talking about the second season.
1: Well, the she has the baby. She got impregnated by that guy, and she has the baby in the second season.
0: I'm I'm talking about when they get to that Mithraic village. It's ruled by an AI, and there's a there's one police officer, and it's like the Punisher, or like the torture, and they wear that fucking costume to protect their identity. Oh. yeah 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 yeah, so like that's what i'm talking about there's little tiny details that if you look at the totality of the show it's like this one point zero point one percent of the show and it's so perfect there's so much attention put on it the detail on that suit it just looks so good everything about the show is like that the set
1: yeah it's because ridley scott is fucking a g Dude,
0: they all look like real alien worlds how many sci-fis do you look at that look like they're shot in california desert a hundred a year, you're just like, yep. oh, that's the California desert again. Nothing like that in that show. Everything looked truly alien. Everything, all the takes on aliens felt alien. The godworm thing, like, just the portrayal. What's their
1: name? Getting turned into a tree? <laughs>
0: yes, uh, the <laughs> dude, the fucking. The, the dude who at the end gets hanged on, as an upside down cross by a ghost in the air as the second season ends. Like, yeah. there's just so much insane, badass shit in that show that is hard to really even quantify it all as one. But when you do, you're just like, if you're a sci-fi fan and you don't like that show, I don't know what's wrong with you. I, I would really, like, I would be bewildered if someone told me that they liked sci-fi, but they did not like Raised by Wolves. And season two was just... A fucking masterpiece, in my opinion. Uh, Dude, Ridley
1: even, Scott, I don't get why he gets no love. He He's, he's like, totally... Good. He just gets shit on nowadays. They're not letting him complete his Alien series. He they fucking like ended he, Raised by Wolves.
0: Feels like he got soft blacklisted a long time ago, but, like, he's too good to hard blacklist, so he still sneaks in. Yeah, but they yeah, don't want it. Yeah, They don't want
1: to do another Blade Runner, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it's just... Like they're just everything he writes and sets up. They're just like not good enough, dude. Get go away.
0: And it's not <laughs> even just sci-fi, dude. The man-made gladiator, like one yeah. of those famous guy-made
1: legend, guy-made legend. Who, which may or may not have a Satan that's on the new ranking system. <laughs> oh, okay, dude.
0: Shit. There's a preview. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just cool. saying. Ridley Scott's the man, uh, that show. Rest in peace, the entire crew. I feel so bad for the people that made one of the best shows ever that no one knows about. Part of the reason's on you. You should have came up with a better name. Raised by Wolves is a horrible fucking name, but you also didn't deserve it. So I'm going to pour one out for you, homie.
1: It was truly a bad (laughs) decision. The intro is amazing, too. A song that they have in the beginning of that series is so good.
0: Mmm. I know man The remix wasn't as good I like the season 1 version of it the most But the second season version was still good
1: Yeah (sighs) Sad 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 Foolishness
0: And on that note We will see you in 2023 For our new episode Reviewing Do you want to tell them what we're reviewing next episode broadcaster?
1: I think you already said it
0: Oh I did Motherfucking Tulsa Tulsa King Sly Stallone is coming for you bitches. The sly man.